Once you wean yourself off of sugar and that dependence, then naturally sweet things taste that much more sweet and satisfying. Hey guys, welcome back to Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscape of wellness and social media. Here we Ooh, are. Good job, Christine. Thank you. That was amazing. Nailed it. Okay, so I am beyond excited to welcome my friend, mentor, fellow Jersey girl, and Rutgers alumni, Michelle Promolenko, to the show today. Michelle with one L. (laughs) Nobody get it wrong. (laughs) Everyone knows. (laughs) And we actually went to the same high school. And fun fact, I got my start in magazines as her intern at YM in 1995. Oh, my God. Um, I love that. From YM, RIP, Michelle did a quick stint at React. No one talks about that. Remember React? I know. It's like I've completely erased it from my resume. It was, it was like a parade well, it, magazine it was like for the, kids. Yeah, it was like the teen parade. Yeah. yeah. It was cool. Um, and that before we both headed to Time Inc. to work on the launch of what would become Teen People, after learning everything we never wanted to know about the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> I eventually followed... And NSYNC. And NSYNC, yes. I couldn't spell it, so I just put Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually followed Michelle for her first stint at Cosmo, she, where she was executive editor. I think MP really crushed life, though. Oh, I'm getting on Missy. I love her. When she landed the editor-in-chief um, gig at Women's Health and was nominated for National Magazine Awards for General Excellence five times, um, claiming <laughs> top prize in 2011. Yeah. Michelle shocked the magazine world, though, when she left uh, Women's Health at the top of its game to go to Yahoo Health as their editor-in-chief. But it wasn't long before hers came calling once again, and Michelle took the top spot at Cosmo, which is the largest women's media brand in the world, and she was also the editorial director of Hearst Young Women's Group, which included Women's Health, Evan and 17. So currently, she is the editorial director at large for The Well, an advisor to many wellness brands. And of course, her latest book, which I can't wait to talk about, Sugar Free 3, is out now. She's also written a bunch of other books, Look Better Naked, 20 Pounds Younger, among others. Um, We're going to dive in and talk all things sugar in a few minutes. But first, it's time for our weekly catch-up. Well, I have something to say about that. This is uh, Christine, and I eat dessert every night. So I, I I know it's a problem. I know you're gonna have a lot to say about it. Um, and you I might have, be surprised. And it's it's a thing because my husband loves like a little snack at night. He you know like where's the froyo or sometimes I'll have a bowl of Cheerios or whatever. He you know he's a big guy. And so I keep some snacks on the side too. I try to be healthy. I'm like all right, I'll have a tangerine. That's good. Or I'll have some red grapes. But in my head, I know I want like that Twizzler. But oh. wait, you've sent me pictures of ice cream bowls. Yeah, because yeah, oh, red yes. grapes are yes. not dessert. Right. No. So we've had ice They're cream. Fr- Frozen, they're like they're I like candy. to freeze grapes too, they're but really yeah, good. not the same as a bowl of ice cream. And it's not ice cream either. This is Christine, by the way, if you haven't guessed. Um, I, <laughs> I have froyo, so I, in my mind, but I know they add more sugar to that to make it less fattening. Define froyo from like a store, from the grocery store, yeah, like grocery what is store. it? Well, sometimes John. Well, if you will go buy to it from st- the store, you can read the ingredients. We'll yes. get into all of that. When you get something out of a machine, no, no. you really don't know what's Not in it. Not out of the machine. I try to send John to the store to get like the least ingredients possible. And yeah. then but then we add like chocolate chips to it. I just have a I have a lot of little But you're so things. not alone and we'll jump into that, but it's also it just sounds to me like it's a very reflexive thing. It's like after dinner, that's the thing. Or and it's that's not true even, for a lot of people. Yeah. Or including like including me. A show. Like sometimes like we love catching up uh, only in the winter. Like in the summer we're out and about, we're doing things, we're on bikes, whatever. Winter we get in these like little ruts and we like binge a show. So when we're watching a show, I always want like a little snack. 
No. I eat dessert every most night. And Twizzlers. Do that. I have a question. Most people sit in front of the TV know, and mindlessly bad. eat or do that. I, I mean, and that's like winter in the Northeast. Yeah. and It makes the show better. <laughs> it makes the show. Like, it's like, oh, they're eating a snack on there. I'm like, what do we have in the house for a snack? And Twizzlers, I know they're horrible. It's like eating plastic, probably. I do. I do love Twizzlers, I too. too. Like, that, when I go to the candy? movies, that would be, or historically, yeah. that would have been the candy that I would have bought, too. Like healthy candy. But I like all licorice, so it's kind of. Feeds into that. And that's yeah. really bad, right? But, I mean, listen, I'm sure it's not the best licorice you can get. <laughs> See, I did eat so, dessert. I mean, so you could maybe upgrade your chosen snack. Yeah. That might be one thing you could do, is get a healthier version of what you're already eating as a step. That's okay. my favorite thing to do. Yeah. I do try. I try. But then I feel like it goes all, I think I try and do all that, and I know that's not it, that's not it, that's not it, and I still go back to, like, give me that damn Twizzler. I don't really want to break the habit. I'm very mindful about eating dessert. Like, I put it on a special plate and like right now of course you do (laughs) of course you do Megan I I have plates that say yay and I had like heart shaped Reese's peanut butter cups that I stole from my kids Valentine's Day candy stash yesterday (laughs) and I had kept them in the fridge and they were nice and cold and I ate them on my yay plate and it made me endlessly happy and like I don't want to stop that habit but you hit on a very something that I talk about in the book which is the mindfulness aspect so we'll we'll talk about that when we jump into the book, but there were some good things about what you just said. The peanut butter cups? Well, that in particular. <laughs> but I the ceremony of it all. The ceremony yeah. the, of it. The cold yeah. ones. The ceremony. Cold and heart-shaped. What? So mm. I do the Well, okay. So it, this is Jamie. And I. And here's what I'll say about this, because we just had a conversation, actually, before we came into this room about how often when I'm sharing about my particular diet and how, my personal habits, it could probably seem very restrictive to some people. I totally hear that. Here's my problem. If I have that frozen yogurt, Christine, I absolutely know about myself. I do not have the capability to stop at one bowl. In fact, it will lead to a sugar binge so unmanageable that it will set me off for possibly a week, possibly a month. I actually don't know when it's going to end. I might as well do cocaine. So I have learned that over time about myself, which is why I stick to a very prescriptive diet. It might not work for everybody. It works for me. And so I eat pretty much the same thing every day. And I always have dessert, but for me, dessert is always the same thing. It's a container of pineapple. It is so satisfying to me. I'm so happy. And and, uh, to me, that's the sweet that I need. But I used to think that the sweet that I needed was – and here's the other problem, Uh, Heidi. You were saying get the healthy version of things. So for me, those are healthy Houdinis, okay? That's what a trainer told me one time. You get the healthy version and then you Mm -hmm. eat so much of it. So like a Lenny and Larry's cookie – Love that. But you're talking that's about like giant. the gluten free or the Halo Top that's yeah. not like that's got protein in it or something. That's yeah. not, that's not, actually, I said it. I think we both said it. But what I was saying is like as a stepping stone, not as a stopping point uh-huh. to get away from the, you know, potentially really hazardous ingredients right. to something that has, you know, sugar in it for sure, but maybe is, you know, made with higher quality ingredients mm-hmm. where you feel more satisfied when you eat it and then kind of weaning off of that. That's not generally what I would recommend, but it sounds like you're pretty entrenched. <laughs> totally. But I hear you in terms of, you know, you know yourself. Yeah. It took me a long time to get to. there too. And I thought I needed the dessert every night. I really did. I mean, it was, but it was so impulsive. Mm. And so I actually had to break the habit and then like come back around to being able to have the pineapple. Mm-hmm. And now I really enjoy it. I love it. I look forward to it. I'm completely satisfied and I move on. But Except for when you have an allergic reaction. 
What? To pineapple? Weren't we talking about that with your like tongue glowing up or like being oh, on fire? I've eaten too much pineapple <laughs> and my tongue is actually. Oh my so god! It's because that pineapple has that digestive enzyme, it actually can make your tongue bleed. And I've gotten to the point where I ate like a thing of pineapple so big that I was like, "Wow!" I just actually caused my mouth to. Oh yeah, no, it's a thing. I looked it up. I was like, "Am I dying?" No, yeah, just Google it. Yeah, just Google it. The thing is, obviously, whole fruit is always a better choice mm. when it comes to something sweet. But you can also overdo it with fruit, like totally. not to, not yeah. Like if your mouth is bleeding, your mouth is bleeding. <laughs> do you see? Do you see how my impulsivity leads me? Yeah, back like, it up, so back pineapple. it up. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about what you said is, once you wean yourself off of sugar and that dependence, then naturally sweet things taste that much more mm-hmm. sweet and satisfying. So you got to the great place now. In Sugar Free 3, I do permit people to eat whole fruit because it comes intact with fiber and it doesn't hit your bloodstream as quickly and it's got vitamins and minerals and nutrients that are good for you. It's not empty calories. So I'm a big advocate of fruit, but if you're like consuming massive quantities, like you're still going to. Totally. Impact your blood sugar at a certain those point. Those tangerines are easy. I could pop those things yeah. like a whole yeah. bag because they're fun. I mean, and, like, they're you the, eat them. you know, obviously, it's like I do not want to vilify fruit and I yeah. won't do that because we're not a nation that's unhealthy right. because we eat too much fruit. <laughs> right. But, but, you know, you yeah. can, it depends what your goals are. Um, but yeah, you can potentially consume too much pineapple, I guess. For sure. oh, no, you trust me, it can happen. Can. Let me tell you. We've both done it. Yeah, we've yeah, both we done it. And it. pineapple's a really sweet fruit. Yeah, but see, yeah. now I'm going to try to do it. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. It's can pretty I easy. Possibly? It's pretty easy. It's easier than you'd think. So You're so with, competitive, Megan. Jane, my, my youngest was four days late. Like pregnancy wise, mm-hmm. and so I was googling every single thing that could possibly make you go into labor, I did that like twenty four seven, and pineapple is one of them. So yeah, I eat like an entire pineapple a day trying to get the baby Mine out. Didn't come out. And my mouth was like, <laughs> yeah. didn't come out. no, I ate all the pineapple. I had all the sex. I went yeah, to all the everything. acupuncturists. Yes, he was no, he was yeah. really comfortable. You, you can't force the baby out, sadly. Right. <laughs> okay, so I want to get into this book, but let's just really quickly. So every week we do a segment on the show called Sweat This. We talk about one item that we are sweating this week. That we just really, really love. Uh, today, it's my turn. So mine is kind of, again, sometimes I kind of like pick these like they're more principles than actual items. This is an actual item, but mine is about setting an intention today. So I got this really great intentions journal. Um, I actually got it from my friend, Alyssa Brieloff. Do you guys know her? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Okay. She's an, an Instagram influencer. We all oh. did a Valentine's thing with her recently. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, did. I wasn't invited. Because you were. <laughs> you were at work. You were at work. But no. I love Alyssa. And so she, um, but a lot of, a couple of my friends have come out with these. Uh, Teddy Mellencamp actually has one for her all-in program. She she has, and I got sent one from a PR company. So like, it's a thing. But I really think it's so important to put pen to paper and to set intentions. And I love this one because um, we just had uh, Robbie Ludwig on the show and she was talking about the power of positive affirmations to kind of rewire your brain. So something like this kind of comes stocked with like a daily or a monthly mantra. Hmm. And it just gives you a lot of positive, um, just a lot of positive vibes. And Can I'm you a, read me one or two? Uh, I just need some vibes I right now. Sure. I sure can. I actually, yeah. How about this one? I only allow positive energy into my life, and I let go of anything negative taking my energy. So that sounds like a Louise I, Hay I, I, I affirmation. Like Wait, I can't. I love yeah. it when you put love, on the voice though. Uh, it's <laughs> my phone sex operated voice. <laughs> her, her mantra reading it's voice. Either Louise Hay or nine seven six. Wait, do one more, James. Do one more. Wait, wait. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes this okay. time. Ready? 
go. Oh, this one's kind of dirty. It kind of seems dirty <laughs> if I say it like that. Okay, okay, I picked a different one. When okay. I when I learned to trust the universe, I learned to surrender to its magic. Penis. But, oh, <laughs> Megan. Uh, but there are some yoga teachers. So now, Heidi, Heidi, you probably have some input on this. There are some yoga classes I can't take because the teachers yes. sound like that. No, I got <laughs> yoga voice. Yeah, no, I got that. Yoga that? Don't do it. Why? Yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah, that's a real. No, that's a real thing. I don't know that I've ever taken that yoga. Oh class. No, so I probably would have left if was, I did. It was a really big thing like 10 years ago for all yoga yeah. teachers to sound like this. <laughs> and like, and but I came in like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were you. like, who the hell are you? And I'm like, I'm Right, like, but that's why. But that's why we burn and calories in your class. Yeah, and exactly. also practice yoga. It's yeah. like a, you're you're like that perfect more patient. upbeat. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. But 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 also like I think that was the reason that I like blew up in the yoga world really early in my career before I had kids was because. Um, I was a person. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't trying to be a carbon copy of every other, like... And no one fell asleep. Teacher. Yeah, no one fell asleep <laughs> in my true. class ever, not ever, except for in Shavasana because they're exhausted. Um, <laughs> so really quickly, does anybody else hear journal or set intentions? I do, Heidi. Mm-hmm. I don't journal. I am but- not a journaler, but I do know that research supports doing it. And tra- like whether it's food tracking or putting your thoughts to paper, it definitely something about your point to putting pen to paper mm-hmm. does, you know, something to the brain that makes you retain it more. Um, and so I think it's a good idea, you know, whether you're, you know, trying to change your eating habits or, you know, setting some other intention. But for some reason, I have never sort of been I've never had a diary growing up I just wasn't too, that person who ever had a journal like I don't, you don't know have lot, lots and of extra time to be just journaling <laughs> I away didn't. but I mean even as a kid I didn't do it but maybe that's I don't know and I obviously like to write so it wasn't yeah. that so I got back into like I had diaries at the locks and everything that my mom Aww. totally read. It of was course really you did, Heidi. Of course I did. Um, As a mom I, now, are you like, why did I think she wasn't going to read? That? Yeah, 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 exactly. For my four-year-old twins, for my oldest. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I wouldn't read my daughter's diary. Probably. I read Charlie's. Sorry, girls. Um, yeah, exactly. We talked about this. I feel like, but so I started getting back into it. Um, actually in a yoga class before I was a teacher it was like the first year I was like really into yoga and it was you know probably November and the teacher challenged everybody to do a gratitude journal every day for the week and it was just to like write down one through five in a journal when you woke up or like for me when I was going to bed worked better because like when I wake up I'm like oh (laughs) I'm like up and out um I'm not a slow waker upper uh so and I would number it one two five one through five and it could be like I have a pillow to sleep on I have and just like that you know there's so many studies that have come out about gratitude journaling and like how amazing it is to change it actually rewires your brain Mm -hmm. so the more you do it the you know the easier it is and then i started doing something called the gratitude alphabet um, where i write down a through z on a lined paper and i write something for every single letter that i'm grateful for that's a commitment that's fun but that would make it fun i feel like i would like that well so then to find new q's w's v's are tricky and i think i think well it forces you to really think about the whole scope of your life right Mm -hmm. when you're trying to fit all those letters in but also you can do something like that on your iphone or on your phone well the yay list right it's like it doesn't i think there are definitely benefits to having the pen to paper thing but when it comes to something like you're describing, I think you can just do that in your phone notes and it's just as fast. That's what the Yay List is a virtual text. gratitude journal. So Amazing. I do something called the Yay List. I actually wrote an article about it in the April issue of Women's Health called The Power of Yay. Um, and at its core, the Yay List is simply a gratitude exercise, but keeping a gratitude journal felt kind of weird. Like I just could never wrap my head around it, but asking what made me say yay today 
Yes, so you just a, reframed yeah, it. I reframed it, and that's yeah. what works for me. Cool. And I know people who have group text. That's I'm on a gratitude yeah. text mm-hmm. that we all. Hey, let's have grateful. one for off the gram. Let's okay. Okay. okay, commitment made. All right. Done. So, okay. Right. Can we <laughs> all right. I'm the person who always takes she, myself off the chain. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no. Okay. Well, we're very Stop, grateful no. that Michelle is here today. Oh, well, thank you. So let's dive into our topic. Oh, yeah. Before our show is over, so Michelle's new book, Sugar Free Three, is a revolutionary new plan based on the latest research and science. It is not a diet. It is not a detox. It is not a cleanse. It's a groundbreaking three-week program to reset your entire approach to food and eating for improved wellness, more energy, sounder sleep, better looking skin, and healthy weight loss without counting calories. How amazing. (laughs) Michelle has spent the last decade at the forefront of the newest research about how sugar and artificial sweeteners affect your mind and body. What she discovered was that added sweeteners are at the center of every major and minor health crisis. From the ones you'd guess, like obesity, heart disease, and diabetes, to the ones that might surprise you, like acne, bad moods, digestion, and sleep loss. We're about to explain Explore why sugar makes you fat and sick, where it's lurking, and how to live happier and healthier without it. On today's show, thank you so yeah, much. Love that. that was so comprehensive. <laughs> Megan wrote it. Oh my god! Now, but she's been my boss for so many years. <laughs> Was it good? Was it okay? Did you like your intro? It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. And my professional life sounded so good when you read it. I was like, wow, when somebody reads it back to you, you're like, oh, I did a few things. You forget. Well, I'm waiting. I call her MP, too, because that's what I need signed on my proofs. Sign off. Make sure she liked it. Plus, I have an 11-letter last name. So most people call me MP or Miss Prom, which is my social handle. But yeah, it's crazy because I've known Megan, as she said, forever. Like since I was an actual child. Yes. And we did go to the same high school and college, though not at the same time. But it is still crazy to me that you have three kids and that... You're a, you know, I know. total grown-up now. <laughs> total grown-up. Fully adulting. Sometimes. Sometimes. Fully adulting. You're sort of frozen at, like, 25 in my oh, mind. Well, I feel frozen Aww. at 25, so. Well, yeah. It might be the behavior that makes me think that. Now, I'm so proud of you. I am so Thank proud you. of you. Yeah. So tell us all the things. First of all, what inspired yeah. you to write the book? Yeah. Um, exactly what you guys were talking about at the beginning of the show, which is I struggle with it. You know, it's definitely something that of all the healthy habits I've adopted through working at places like Women's Health and Yahoo Health, you know, whether that's meditation or strength training or eating more healthfully, sugar has been the thing that I've had the toughest time wrestling to the ground. Um, So I wanted to write the book, not because I needed a plan, but I also needed a non-restrictive plan. So you were saying, you know, you're... People think you have a restrictive diet. I That never works for me. The second somebody tells me I can't have something, I basically want that exact thing. And I'm also, I love food. I'm a big eater. I cook a little bit. So the idea of cutting out whole food groups, whether that's dairy or this, that, whatever, just doesn't work for me and it never has. So... I wanted to set out to write something that was just about eliminating this really damaging ingredient that has no nutritional value. It's just empty calories. And also to expose a few things. The fact that it's not harmless, even though we think of it as harmless because we use it you know, during celebrations and we associate it with birthdays and happy times and kids love it and it's your treat and all of these positive 
attributes that we assign to it, but at the end of the day, it's really, really harmful, Mm -hmm. especially when we overconsume it, which is not to say we can't ever have it, and we'll get to that. So I wanted to kind of shift thinking a little bit around the fact that it's not harmless, but also expose all the places it hides, Mm -hmm. because that's really the big secret. And one of the major reasons that so many people have the dependencies they have, it's not necessarily the dessert that they're having after dinner that they know has sugar in it, that they know is sweet, that they know, you know, maybe isn't the best nutritional choice. That's not really the problem most of the time. The problem is you're eating it all day long without realizing it. So that I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Plus, every single person I talked to when I said I was developing this said, I need that, Mm -hmm. which means this is a near universal problem. This is not just about me or you or the women at this table. This is this is a huge problem for, um, you know, myriad reasons. It's a massive problem. And um, so this is Heidi talking. And I actually, I had the problem where I didn't weigh enough to get pregnant. And it was like, oh, poor you, whatever. I was literally doing yoga eight hours a day. I didn't even have time to eat, you know. So, like, I didn't weigh enough. So when I decided I wanted to get pregnant, that was a thing. I went to nutritionists to put on weight. And um, one of the things I had to do was candida diet, Mm -hmm. which for anyone who doesn't know, you can't have any sugar and you can't have anything that turns into sugar, which I know is is much more restrictive than your book. But like refined carbohydrates. I couldn't have I couldn't have sweet potatoes because it turns into sugar in the body. Yeah. And that is because complex carbohydrates and starchy vegetables are allowed on sugar free three. But that's like you were dealing with a very specific medical thing. Yeah. So I brought it up because I felt like like when I watched movies where a heroin addict was going through withdrawal, like that's how I felt. It was bananas. It was yeah. so mind blowing. Like I couldn't have those how? either. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I could not, I could not get one. But like I, I just couldn't get over how dramatic the effect on my body was in sugar withdrawal. And like to even have the term withdrawal associated with sugar should tell us mm-hmm. that it's a drug, but it's not treated as one. So I, I was just curious, like how do you like? Because you know, there's studies that show that sugar lights up the same part of the brain as cocaine, it, it, and like you know, it, do, it definitely uh, lights up your pleasure centers. Just and see so James after like a bag of Skittles, mm-hmm. and it's clearly cocaine. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely taps into the pleasure centers of your brain, right? And that's its one redeeming quality is that it is pleasure producing. It doesn't have very many. It doesn't have any other redeeming qualities, right? Is it's that why new, it's addictive. Yeah. That it is why it's addictive. It's addictive, you know, because of that. And also just behaviorally, we reflexively reach for it after dinner. We associate it with happiness. There's so many memories tied to like your grandma's baked goods or getting ice cream as a kid when you did something. It, it's not just one thing. I think that tapping your pleasure center is definitely that dopamine hit that keeps you going back for more. But once you are addicted or dependent, maybe is the more accurate way to say it then you are in a cycle where it's the dependency that is hard to break. So you have to break it to obviously get past it. Heidi, did you have a lot of sugar like at that time? Were you, oh, is please. that why? I used to like, eat dessert for dinner instead oh, okay. of dinner. Because I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm curious, like that withdrawal yeah. you know, symptom, what makes our bodies react that way? It's so fascinating. Like how much were you having at the time? I was having You're not as healthy as you are now. Diet. Oh, not even close. <laughs> I mean, I was having raw vegan desserts, <laughs> but they're still low. Sugar in there, it's, yeah. It's so funny 
funny that people think that like vegan in and of itself is a healthy diet because oil and sugar are vegan, like yeah, or right. some sugar, I guess. So, Michelle, some- what does yeah. three weeks on the plan look like? So, yeah, walk us through it. Totally. So, really, it's just about eliminating added sugars, right? Mm. So, sugars that do not naturally occur in food, added sugars, artificial sweeteners chemical concoctions and refined carbohydrates, right, that have been stripped of their nutritional value. They might have started out life like whole wheat or whole grain as something good or something at least that had some nutritional value and then got stripped of that and maybe sugar got added to it. So there are going to be new label laws in a few years that show added sugars and some of them have already started showing up. I'm still a big believer, especially after writing this book, that you need to have some kind of grasp of ingredients as well and not just look at the nutrition facts label. But it is going to be much easier to identify added sugars when the law kicks in that every bit all food companies have to comply. Right now, it's like there's still like maybe a year left where so everybody has to comply. We were at an event um, recently where it's a brand, uh, like food service brand, I guess, um, that is marketed towards children and mothers. And it said, I got a product from them that actually said no added sugar on the bottle. And it was the second or third ingredient was coconut nectar. Yeah, which is still your body still treats it as a sugar. So I but I don't know. I don't know about how it had no added sugar, but maybe because it was, you know, it's some kind of it's a natural sweetener. But it's like that is your body's treating that as sugar. You can't have it on sugar free three. You can't have honey. You can't have maple syrup. There's also a lot of misinformation about like oh I, like I have friends who say I don't put sugar in my coffee I put maple syrup in it I'm yeah. like but your body Ew. it's spiking Ugh. your blood sugar John but, did that so the other day this is the problem is it's he like elf information. <laughs> yeah. but they think but they think you know honey or maple syrup has some kind of marginal beneficial property right like whether it's honey and it's got like antibacterial property whatever it is it's still impacting your blood sugar. The oh, the thing the sweeteners that are allowed on sugar free three are stevia and monk fruit because they they're plant derived sweeteners. I'm not saying to like go bake cakes all day long with them, but I put stevia in my coffee every day. Um, it doesn't impact your blood sugar and it doesn't mess with your microbiome the way that sugar and artificial sweeteners do. Does it make you crave the sweetness? The way that you- studies haven't been done on, ah. but potentially. Mm-hmm. So there is that danger. So when you're using these plant-derived sweeteners like stevia and monk fruit, you have to be aware that it could be a trigger the way that artificial sweeteners are to make you crave more sweet things. The studies haven't been done, so it's sort of inconclusive. The only thing I can say is that if you use it very conservatively, like I do in my coffee, um, and you're aware of that. I don't find that it does that to me, but we just don't know. It's so still what is a day healthier. in your diet like? Okay, okay so you're having so, stevia in your coffee. Okay, <laughs> well, a day no, in your health, eating regimen. Yeah, it's a healthy eating plan. Oh, um, so there are three different ways you can do sugar-free three. If you like to cook... If no. Okay. If you're Megan. willing Megan. to cook. No. Yes. <laughs> if you don't cook. Okay. Me, me, so me, me, me. No matter which one you fall into, like to cook, willing to cook, don't cook. In New York City, lots of people don't cook. They either go out or get takeout or order in for every single meal. And I didn't want it to, 
you know, yeah. exclude any of those groups because some healthy eating plans require that you prepare every single meal. And that's super intimidating. And yes, when you make your own meals, they're probably going to be the healthiest. You know exactly what went into them. You can be more cognizant of all the ingredients, but that's not realistic for a lot of busy people. So three paths, you can choose those. Within the allowed foods, right, there's totally allowed, which is, you know, all the things you would think, vegetables, lean proteins, uh, most dairy, you know, all, all that, um, complex carbohydrates. There are breakdowns of, you know, totally allowed, allowed in moderation, and barely allowed. Barely allowed are foods that technically don't have sugar, but aren't good for you, like a fried food or mm. a bacon or something like that. Maggie. So it's super, super liberal fries. in terms of what you can eat. There's no calorie counting. There's no portion control. Because my whole premise with the book is that if you eliminate added sugars, artificial sweeteners, refined carbs, if you just do that, you are automatically going to be eating more nutritious foods, right? Foods that are more, you know, nutrient dense. And you're going to lose weight if you need to lose weight. And you're going to have all these other things happen, positive effects to your overall health. So for me, that was step number one. Once you accomplish that, if you want to go deeper and think about portion control or think about intermittent fasting or think about – you can go ahead and do that. And you can do that on the program too. Nothing's stopping you from being – from adhering to any of the – potential, you know, whether you're a vegan or keto, you can still do all that on sugar-free three. Mm -hmm. You just have to follow those rules. No artificial sweeteners, mm -hmm. added sugars, or refined carbohydrates. I was excited to hear that carbs are allowed, like, because I'm a runner. I do a lot of cardio. Like, yes. I, need, I feel like I do need that. Yeah. And, um, you can eat whole grains. Yeah, so it's was, like you can eat whole wheat pasta. You can eat whole grain bread. You just have to make sure it doesn't, it doesn't have added sugar. Right. And turning into sugar, because what is, how does that well, work? I mean, with our bodies use sugar for energy. Right. The, our bodies and our brains, right? It is an innate survival mechanism. The problem is we consume, most of us, mm -hmm. almost all of us, more than our body would ever need for that energetic output. Mm -hmm. So then it gets converted to fat. Okay. And does like a after lot a of run, damaging things. Why do they things. always like on that line? They give you the bagel. They give you the... Well, you, you know, know, is that you know just... I don't run, so I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> You've been in some of the races. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheering us on. But, how, what but also the, there's you know a lot I mean? of, I mean, it's like, well, first of all, it's inexpensive yeah, to give you that at the true. end of the race. Yeah. You're hungry. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. Right, right, right. What is so? How much sugar do we need in a day, just in terms of, of like what is the recommended daily need? It really there isn't like I don't have any recommended like you can get enough sugar through naturally occurring sources, whether that be fruit or milk or whatever that you don't actually need to like add sugar to mm -hmm. your diet. Okay. So. Yeah. What are the biggest offenders, like places where people just don't even realize they're consuming sugar? I think the most surprising places are in savory foods, right? Things like ketchup and pasta sauce and salad dressing. Mm -hmm. Nobody thinks they're putting sugar on their salad. <laughs> I mean, when you think about that, it yeah. sounds so gross. Mm -hmm. yeah, but right. people do it every single day, right. not realizing it. Mm -hmm. So when you eat something sweet, you're aware that it's got sugar. You may not realize how much it has, but you're aware. Mm -hmm. When you eat something savory like marinara sauce, you're not thinking sugar. 
You're not thinking you're pouring sugar all over your pasta, yeah. mm-hmm. but you might be. Are there some that are not offenders? Like, is there a, a pasta sauce that you're like, okay, pasta this sauce is, a good is one? one of the hardest ones. Almost all of there definitely are some brands, and in Sugar Free Three, we have a recipe for making your own. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard. You have that's why you have to look at the ingredients and at the nutrition facts label, and that's another part of the book. And by the way, it's not just a book; it's a full video series on a platform oh. called OpenFit. So Open OpenFit is a new digital streaming platform for wellness, fitness, and nutrition, and Sugar Free 3 is there. So you can do the program via video, or you can do, like, meaning you watch all the videos and tutorials, and it's super deep and robust, and then there's meal planning in the app, and there's all sorts of other things, or you can read the book. So you can do, do them as companions, or you can do them separately. So... Carrie Glassman and I do a whole video about Carrie Glassman's a registered dietitian. They're all buddies with Carrie. Yeah. Ah, she's the best. We're nutritious life certified. Yes. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Aw, that's yeah. so great. So Carrie Glassman is a registered dietitian, founder of Nutritious Life. Um, she contributed to the book. She's a good friend of mine. She's contributed to all the brands I've worked for. So we did a video on the OpenFit platform, basically walking you through how to read a nutrition facts label and ingredients. It's so because once you it's hard. it can be, but once you do it, once you figure out how to do it, mm-hmm. it becomes second nature, mm-hmm. and then you can't unknow that information. Yeah. yeah. So when you're in the grocery store, you automatically do that and it's it's about choosing if you're choosing yogurts let's just say that's right. another secret source right tons of sugar i'm not talking about like the naturally occurring kind I'm talking about the added kind mm-hmm. you can have yogurt you just have to pick the right one right. or you can have cottage cheese like i've been on this cottage cheese kick i like mm-hmm. cottage cheese it's so weird so like, high in I, protein i didn't eat it for a million years and then all of a sudden this because of the book i'm like looking mm-hmm. at all these new brands and looking at all the ingredients and there's this relatively new brand called Good Culture. I, I was on my Instagram mm-hmm. the other day. That's, yeah, no added sugar, high in protein, really delicious. I think it's grass-fed cows the dairy comes from. Yeah. What do you put so in with it? What do you eat? I'll or- put berries in it. Okay. So I'll get the you know the plain kind. Mm-hmm. If you get the fruit kind, it has yeah. added sugar. Yeah. Sure. It's better to add your own fruit anyway. And cause- so that's the thing. It's like that's the quick tip. Don't get the you know, cottage cheese or the yogurt that has fruit in it. Right. Get the, you know, plain no sugar added variety and then add berries. Is skier less sugar than regular yogurt? Is what? Skier, like the Icelandic um, yogurt. Oh, I haven't looked at that label. I just actually did a, a deal with the Friendship Dairies and they sent me this it's keto cottage cheese so it's very very low sugar it's like full fat and we made the recipe we chose to make were these avocado boats and they had so they have little like strawberries and cottage cheese in avocado with some uh, high quality extra virgin olive oil and fresh basil I need George to make that for me yeah so she she knows my cottage cheese and olive oil I wouldn't have either and it was the most delicious thing so it's about getting creative to to be able to kind of like uh, appease that sweet tooth a little bit right Exactly. And so what, to my earlier point about loving food mm-hmm. and I need a variety of food, like you said, you eat almost the same thing every day. I can't yeah, do that. I, I might that. be able to do that for lunch yeah. or breakfast, but I can't do that every day for you know weeks on end. Sure. So I wanted there to be a lot of variety and creativity in the recipes. So I was super involved in those. So there's things like one of my favorite recipes in the book is sweet potato toast mm-hmm. with a crispy egg on top. Ooh. So it's like the idea of even Hungry though you now. can have a whole grain bread, <laughs> it's 
taking something like a sweet potato, a complex carb that has that sweet element and toasting it or putting it in the oven or doing whatever you do and then putting like your egg on top of it. I have to say, you can air fry anything and make it delicious. Oh, absolutely. I don't have an air fryer. Oh, you need an air fryer. Because you have a house and you oh, have like unlimited exactly. storage. I have, I have an air fryer you in my New York City apartment. You big apartment. Yeah. Yeah. You need like the unlimited kitchen fit. storage for those extreme. I, I no, but I, I do I think they look very cool. Oh, my, well, mine's a toaster oven and air fryer in one. Ooh. So it's, it takes up less oh, space. Shoot. I should have gotten that. Oh, the Cuisinart. I'll show you. I'm obsessed. I just got the mini brother. You air fried those crisps. Yeah. What? My yeah. kids will. I can air fry like Anything. a snot. Or like my a kids sweet. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. Like a sweet potato fry is completely yes. legit. And then right. if you're using ketchup, make sure it has no sugar added. I think Primal Kitchen like tends primal to be kitchen. pretty good. True made I, foods has I don't no know sugar. if I've looked uh-huh. at theirs yep. specifically. What about te- Tesame? Is a pretty their bra- their salad dressings? I have to look because they taste like crack. I wonder what you know. What's good salad, salad dressing? That I like. It's like I just encourage people to make their own yeah. because yeah. it is yeah. really yeah. simple. You know, I don't know yeah. if this is yeah. good or bad or not or if what you feel about hummus. It seems. I mean, if you get like a yeah, you can hummus again. You have to just look at it. But yeah, lemon, a little apple cider vinegar. Hummus and olive oil, and you just mix it up. It mm. is John's obsessed with it. He thinks it's like this, like fattening. It's like, like a dressing. creamy it's dressing. Delicious. Yeah. They have these totally. new hummuses that are like the chocolate, the uh, snickerdoodles. Oh, so I looked at the back, <laughs> and it's literally just like hummus and sugar. But and, like, that's just like that's like why is that necessary? Yeah. That's the thing because people get tr- that's a healthy Houdini because totally. people get tricked yes. into thinking it's a health food, and that's the problem. Hummus. Well, like the, so, another term for healthy Houdini is health halo. So mm. we talk about that in the book a lot, where it's whether it's a marketing label that's put on the front that says organic, which means nothing; it can still mm-hmm. have organic mm-hmm. sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Um, or some other terminology that makes you think it's a health food when it's not. So it's sure. like a lot of sugary foods masquerade as health foods. Yeah, it's like that. It's like we talked about with our Sheena Taylor episode. We talked about greenwashing because oh. that's it's like is there a it's term like in the food industry? I don't that? know. I mean, it's like yeah, it can say enriched. Or, but even when they do like it's regulated, organic, but, or, but they put like people put like green bars to make it look like organic wheat, right? If it says wheat, yes. you're like, oh, it's wheat, right. but it's not whole. whole wheat. So it's tricky. It's really tricky, and it's easy to get duped. That's the well, thing. It's so easy to get duped. I learned so much just doing the book, and I felt like I already had a pretty good grasp of nutrition and healthy eating. But I learned so much more just doing the book. You know, what I thought was fascinating about the book, too, is, is the benefits beyond strict health benefits that my skin's going to look better. I'm going to exactly. sleep better. Can we talk a little bit about that? Totally. So the other thing is a lot of people will pick up this book because they want to lose weight, and that's totally fine. You'll lose weight if you need to lose weight for sure. For the reasons I stated before, you're getting rid of that empty calorie food and adding in nutritious food, which is more satisfying. Because when you eat food that has added sugars in it, it's not satisfying. So you're hungry very soon after. You've got that, you know, high and low sugar crash and spike. And so you're reaching for more food, right? So going to lose weight. But beyond that, your overall health is going to improve. Your skin, your moods, your, I mean, the stabilization of your moods, your energy levels, your microbiome. Everything, it's going to put you at reduced risk for all of the major diseases, including 
brain health diseases and cognition problems. So it really isn't just about like dropping a few pounds and fitting into whatever size clothes. It's not about that. Some people need to lose weight for health, but it or if you want to lose it for vanity's sake, no judgment at all. But it's going to do all of these other great things for you too. Can we talk about the health Sorry, no, I just be- I heard something that's probably I don't know if it's true or not or maybe I should know, but the starting to break down your bones and like the makeup of your bone, sugar just sort of like eats away at it. Two people have told me this. I forget where I was at fitness events and they said it's a it's a real thing. It starts I mean, to eat I away at your bone. I don't know that specifically, okay. but given that it impacts pretty much every system yeah. of your body, well, I wouldn't be surprised. It's it inflammatory. is inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. it is. So, so that's any, why it is a precursor to so many, so many things. Yeah. chronic diseases yes. because they're all rooted mm-hmm. really in inflammation. Yeah, in inflammation. Yeah, I mean, my mom had uh, cancer and she was relearning how to eat. And the things that she didn't realize contained sugar, like she takes all the gummy vitamins. Yeah. She didn't even, she wasn't even thinking about that because it's not in her kitchen cabinet. It's in her bathroom cabinet. And if that's the only sugar you're getting all day, then I'll give it a pass. (laughs) It's like, you know, I think... I've taken gummy vitamins before, and it's not like I make a practice of exclusively taking them. But if you're taking a lot of supplements and that's one of the ways you can get down your vitamin D or whatever, fine. If that's the only thing you're eating. But yeah, of course, it's going to have like yeah. something in it to make it palatable. I think it would be really helpful for our listeners if we could play a little game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can we go around and like list all the different words for sugar? Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, I honestly, just, there's I think over, that's helpful because people well, don't know. There's over sixty of them, so no, we it, don't need them all. Oh but yeah, I yeah, but just like, some why, of them. Why don't you yeah. run through them because yeah. you're yeah. the expert here. I mean, like just some of them, like barley malt or coconut sugar, or coconut nectar, or maple syrup or honey. Um, I mean. This brown the rice li- syrup, brown mm-hmm. rice syrup, the li- date syrup. The list goes oh. on and on and on. So why was agave good? Now it's bad. Agave is not good. I know, but it, everyone thought it was good. I, now it, it's bad because it, it was, was a health halo. It was a health halo. It was yeah. one of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like exactly. from a Thank plant. You, agave. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. literally there's like, and those are all the ones we can pronounce. There's yes. many, many more, right? Like that you can't pronounce. So. Yes, you need but to. But then the and aspartames and yeah, they're the, all we're all staying away from that, yes, too. Yes, exactly. Those are just chemical concoctions mm-hmm. that actually make you crave. They're low in calories or zero calories, but they make you crave more sugar and they mess with your microbiome and they're just mm-hmm. unhealthful. So which would be worse, to have a soda or a diet soda? Mm-hmm. Um, it would depend on the ingredients. So I, a regular soda, I don't drink soda, but a regular sh- soda has sugar like a and a diet has artificial sweetener. Sweeteners. I mean, it's like yeah. choosing between two evils. I don't, I don't know. Gotcha. I'd say, how about don't have any soda? <laughs> how about have some and water? And how about have some sparkling <laughs> yeah. water? Like, you know what's you, great you can get flavored flavor, You can get flavored seltzers. Yeah. You have to make sure they don't have added sugars. There right. are ones that don't. Saucer um, doesn't make me happy. The lemon yeah. one. Yeah, exactly. but if you get like like the lemon spin drift, um, the Lacroix, the Lacroix, the Poland, like the Poland. What place is cola? There's what a place yeah. is cola because like I can see those for like yeah. Sprite or whatever, but like. I, it's driving bananas. This is Heidi, and it drives me bananas when nutritionists are like, "Instead of dessert, you should just have a licorice yeah. tea." And I'm yeah. like, "Dude, it's not the same <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, yeah. no one's taking that switch. No, and so, nobody, uh, and nobody's yeah. saying that it's the same thing. It's about a choice to 
be happy about feeding your body something good versus feeding it something that's potentially disease-causing. And the real issue is not in the moment you're eating something, your blood sugar spikes. It's the fact that what we're doing now is going to impact us decades yeah. from now. And honestly... It's, I'm not a parent, so I'm really not allowed to talk about these things, I've been told. Why? Um, no, I mean, I'm just kidding. But it's like, when you're not a parent, like, yeah. Yeah, my sister it. has three kids. They overconsume sugar. I was just with them the other day. Um, and it's like a runaway train. And I even fell, I mean, I fell prey to dealing, like, actually giving, t- dealing the sugar, like a drug dealer, because it was, like, the only way to, like, deal with the situation, but I'm only there for, like, a day, and I'm, like, not about to, like, re-architect their right. whole eating. However, it's out of control, and they're not alone. It's it's everyone's kids. Well, and, I'm and psycho. Really, I do not feed my kids sugar. I'm but you're psychotic. very, that's very, but they're still very, little. This is the problem. Right. You go to yeah, school, yeah, they have right. snacks, it's or at the birthday party, class rare. Yeah. you got a mother-in-law. Yeah. Like, Carrie Glassman's no, kids, really. I remember when they were young, they're a little bit older now, them asking for blueberries and I was like did Rex just ask for a blueberry yeah, like, it's that's like, my that's kids crazy. that's uh, so yeah. Heidi's kids are actually amazing like we were on vacation together this weekend and her <laughs> kids literally eat like they have the most sophisticated palate they eat like full <laughs> vegan meals my kid falls in between and I kind of like it because it's just our choice like he can have the chicken fingers but at home he has the soy things and the it's like kind of a mix We it's a mixed bag he usually would choose fruit over candy. Occasionally, I'll have candy, but I will say, and we try to pick better for you options. I will say this. Yesterday, I was uh, I was at QVC, so I wasn't in town. My nanny took him to get his hair cut. I usually take him. He came home, and apparently, and my husband told me, he was like, so, like, I guess the hair cutter gave him a lollipop, yada, yada. I'm like, all right, fine, he had a lollipop. He w- this is how he woke me up this morning. Mommy! I came into his room. He's like, I want to I wanted ask you something. Oh, I was no. like, yeah, what's up? He's like, can you get me? You know the lollipop called root beer? I was like, yeah. <gasps> oh, no. He goes, all it took was one. Can you get me? He literally woke up with the craving oh my God. for a root beer lollipop. Like, and he's four, by the way. Yeah, he's four. So, like, I'm, you know, it's very powerful. Oh, my God. It's so powerful. And I, and I empathize with parents, really, because to Megan's point, you can control what's in your house. And then they go yeah. to school or they go to a birthday party and they get exposed to it. And you don't want them to be that kid that's, like, you know, not right. going to participate. Yeah. However, you can control what happens within your house well, that's and my, whole, my thing. whole thing is knowing what I know now knowing that it causes mm-hmm. brain disease knowing that it does all of these terrible things to you that's the only time you have your kids when they're in your house and it's a short period of time relatively and then they're gone out in the world and it's like if you don't teach them good eating habits if you don't try to do that if you don't instill that in them and no scare and I'm not saying scare tactics yeah. just like promote how good they feel when they eat these yeah. good foods and don't make it like a scary threatening thing when they you know go to a party and have something it's a mindful indulgence mm-hmm. It's probably one of the most important things you can do. Yeah. Think about when we were younger. Like, we're so much oh, better I, off I, now. I ate mm-hmm. insane amounts of sugar. Yeah, we didn't know. No one yep. did it. I mean, they just it was like canned, yeah, fru- totally. canned yeah. fruit with syrup yeah. on it yeah. and sugary cereals yeah. like Lucky Charms. Remember peaches and in the can? I th- That's what like I mean. Like peaches in the can with, with, with sugar on them. <laughs> yeah. And ice cream yeah. and sugary cereals and Yoo-Hoo and breads. And Pisces. all the things, like, honestly, oh. it's terrifying to it's think terrifying. what that did. 
Yeah. yeah. So we're like Absolutely. trying to reverse that. They for were us trying now, to like think about your kids right, are but so kids much healthier. Now have well, so many more choices. When we were younger, right? They vilified fat. It was like exactly. right? let's make it fat free and sugar free. Sure. I talk yeah. about that in the book. I talk about fat being the fall guy mm-hmm. because, and th- by the way, this whole no sugar thing is not a trend. It is here to stay. It's scientifically sound to say that it doesn't do anything good for you. Fat being the fall guy was really more of a food manufacturer, you know, mm-hmm. Manu- mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. Because okay. it really was to promote things that had added sugar. Yeah. Sugar is an industry, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Fascinating. <sighs> I, I know. know. Being yeah, I'm just uh-huh. everybody out. Uh-huh. We all so, okay, so let's yeah. like, you know, yeah. like take a little Keep bit going. of that like scary factor out of it and just say mindfully indulging is something that you can do. Um, if you're not over-consuming sugar, I'm not going to say it's a healthy choice. Like, it's not. But I, of course, do it. I eat chocolate. I eat gummy candies. I drink wine. And by the way, wine isn't even the biggest offender. Even though for the three weeks, I ask people not to drink alcohol just because it's a toxin. Your body has to deal with it. And if it's going through these other changes, why challenge it more? I did dry January, and my skin was, like, of course, glowing. Yeah. Of course. And now I'm doing wet February. So. But you're doing like soaking wet, sopping February. Um, yeah. So it's like for the three weeks, I say don't drink for a number of reasons. But actually, like dry red wine doesn't have that much sugar in it. Um, but I do allow for a mindful indulgence once a week. So once a week, you're allowed to have something off the not allowed list, whether that's oh, a piece well, of you're pizza. On the first three weeks. Yeah. So that's whether that's lovely. a piece of pizza or a glass of wine or chocolate, whatever it is, you can have it. Mm. No guilt. Enjoy the pizza is the tomato sauce. That's why the pizza and the, the refined carbs. Oh, and the refined carbs. <laughs> I don't Double have to make any regular crust. Unless you crust, make them at so. home right. like me. Yeah, me too. Well, my, You're like my the cauliflower. cauliflower. Yeah. yeah, But, you know, some – you're probably very conscious of this because of the gluten issue, but some cauliflower crusts have added flour in them too mm-hmm. and they're a combo. See, that's yeah. the thing. You can't, you can't just assume mm-hmm. it has – healthy calories yeah. you, or healthy ingredients you have to actually be able to look and see mm-hmm. and know what to look for yeah a lot of the cauliflower so. crusts also have cheese like mm-hmm. you would think yeah. they're vegan and they're not crust yeah. Yeah. and it's yeah, not because yeah, yeah. my you know yeah. we eat mostly vegan in my house and like we looked at the ingredients of one that we bought and we were like wait there's mm-hmm. actually cheese in the crust mm-hmm. cheese and right. ice people don't realize right so for some people having that mindful indulgence and you might be that person where it triggers you to eat more sugar don't have it. Like I, th- it's an optional thing. But for other people, knowing they can have that one that one glass of wine at the end of the week kind of gets them through the three weeks. Mm. But it's I found that like for me after that candida cleanse, I actually my nutritionist, I'm um, Donna James. She's a really good friend of mine. She also has books and stuff, and um, she was like. It was the holidays, and I was like, I have to go to this. It's really hard at my in-laws, and like, I'm not gonna be able to eat anything. And all they do is critique the way I eat, and like, like. Oh well, that's another point in the book. The sugar pushers. That's another point in the book. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and she was like, go to at the time there was this raw vegan restaurant called Pure Food and Wine, which was my (laughs) favorite. I remember it. I did their PR. Yeah, and they. Yeah, we've talked a lot about it. But um, but uh, Yeah. yeah um saying on this story <laughs> um, so I got their like raw vegan pumpkin pie but I had had no sugar for like a couple months at this point because I had to do it for like six months I think and um, before it was all out of my body and I took 
I didn't even, I, the piece was like the tiniest piece of my own volition. Like I spiked a fever. My whole skin started burning. Like it just—it's such a powerful drug. Like it just affects. And the to, body. to your point, after you wean off of it, you you don't miss it. Yeah, it's that was like my the point. cravings. You know, the mm-hmm. first few days yeah. are tough. Um, you, the holidays are tough. There are certain periods of time that are tougher than others. But the less you have, the less you want. So how long do you think it takes to get to that place? I don't think it takes very long. Mm -hmm. I I mean, a couple of days, Mm -hmm. you're already feeling better. I noticed much better sleep and more energy within days. Mm -hmm. Better digestion. Once you start, those those positive effects are motivating, right? Like then when you eat something and you feel, ugh, you've got Mm -hmm. the crash, you don't feel well, you get a pimple, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You're then, you're like, not incentivized to continue to eat the sugar. So, I mean, it really is just like biohacking in a way. It's like, do this, see how you feel, and then there's a maintenance plan. There's three maintenance plans, actually, and the maintenance plans are basically like, keep it going. If you love this lifestyle, there's no reason not to just keep it going. Mm -hmm. Do another round or just do it forever, whatever you want. And then the, the next two plans are sort of adding in a few more mindful indulgences. So not going back to baseline where you were when you started or you started because you thought you you know needed it, but maybe having a few more mindful indulgences like dessert a few times a week or a glass of wine a few times a week, what, whatever that Because you, you haven't stopped drinking wine. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, but I, it's funny because I do feel its impact more. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I do feel I do. I enjoy it. I love it. And I'm not planning to quit. But I do feel like mm. I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. I think that's just partly aging, too, though. Because I feel like that's happening to me. Probably. But you can recognize the effects of it. Yeah, like sure. I, yeah. I didn't drink for years, like just by choice. Like it was a yoga thing for me. Like I didn't want to wake up hungover and like practice yoga. It sucked. I hated it. So I just didn't drink Definitely. for years. Um, and then when I started feathering like a drink in or not, it it would be like the whole next day I felt depressed. Mm. And it took me to like halfway through the days, the first couple to like realize this was happening because it is a depressant alcohol. But like, it was almost like this giant crash. And like, I felt like this like darkness. It was so crazy. Well, what you're describing is just being much more in tune with what you're putting in your body and how it impacts you. And, and I think this book does that for you. It, It really puts you back in touch with how you feel. And so many people are eating so horribly all the time or unhealthily all the time that their baseline is just not feeling good. Yeah. They have no and idea. And so they don't know how good they can feel. Yeah. We did this and retreat where yeah, I see it that was all like the time. a detox yeah. thing and John was shooting it. And John's a guy. Like, I don't even know. Do you have a lot of guys actually wanting to follow this or is it mostly Yeah, but more women, women than yeah. men as you'd imagine. But yeah, sure. So we were on this trip and it was literally, it was very strict. Like he was, I saw him in the morning like fishing around to put something in his coffee. But by day like three or four, he was on board because we were all just sort of on the program and it was in Costa Rica like up in the mountains and it was hard to get any other food but what they were giving us so it was a week he couldn't believe he's got some inflammation issues and he even said like his fingers and his hands and everything and he's a photographer so he's always like doing that you know with his fingers he said he felt great and I think it was the baseline thing for him because we went we got back into the airport and he like ran to Starbucks and like got his like (laughs) creamy sugary whatever drink but he said he said I felt like crap like after he ate that and I think just by him seeing 
seeing that change and what that could make him feel like. Even now with like gluten and stuff, he knows what makes him feel like crap. It's meaningful. Yeah, it's meaningful even as an exercise, right? Just to eliminate it to see where your baseline is and how much better you feel and like sleeping better, Mm. having more energy, having more stable moods, having fewer cravings, feeling more in control of what you eat yeah. and what you want to eat. It's it's all good things. Absolutely. I was talking Amazing. in, in a, a previous episode about how, and this annoys people about me, that my husband <laughs> and I jump out of bed at like 4.30 or 5 uh-huh. o'clock every morning. We do, guys. I, face. I can't help it. We're both morning people, and that's great. I, I fully own that. I thought I was a morning person until I met Jamie. I really, I love. I sleep till four forty-seven. Yeah, she's four forty-seven. She's a real slacker. But wow. I also, um, that's the meditator's hour. By the way, yes, that's like right. it's, um, there's a term for it. I forget. I'll think of it hopefully by the end of the show. But that is like. The magic hour of mm-hmm. like the pre-dawn hours. Oh, it's a very are, magical time are of day. The, you know, in a lot of um, religions, an oh, hour. Yeah. We were in that, Africa. Where in you Ramadan. have, yeah, where you have the most creative power and the most sort of like spiritual connection. Yeah, That's that why a lot, sense. like in I India, for instance, it was 6 a.m., they get up. It's pre-dawn. Earlier? It's like the hour before dawn. So it depends. Oh, on right. That like is. Savings. Yeah. Um, so between yeah. that and the fact that I used to always get the worst the creator's three hour. Or, That's what it's called. Yeah. The creator's, creator's hour. hour. Yeah. The worst three or four o'clock crash when I was in my 20s. I would literally feel like I wanted to crawl under my desk and take a nap. And I, it was like, it was bad. And I... You never realize when you're feeling good. You only realize when you're feeling bad. Like, it's so rare that we're like, you know, I Paying just feel great today. To feeling good, and yeah. And I notice it more often than not now. I'm very grateful for it. I feel great. I don't have those lulls. And I truly attribute it to my diet, yes. what I do or don't put in my body. To me, it's yeah. it's like a prescriptive it's a prescription. It's medicine. Yeah. Nutrition yes. isn't given enough credit, right? We think a lot about exercise out in the world and everybody in this room is is much more sort of in tune to wellness world, obviously. So we're, we're, we have our own struggles and we're much more in tune to what we should, quote unquote, should be doing. The rest of the world doesn't even, they haven't been told or taught because it's not taught in school as not far as I know. Not taught in medical school far, either. Or, you know, right. in many mm-hmm places it should be taught, the impact of nutrition. Mm -hmm. And I always say you can't out-exercise a bad diet. People just think, like, I can eat whatever I want as long as I offset it with exercise. That's not true. Abs are cooked in the kitchen. Yeah, and it's not – yeah, totally. And it's not about offsetting calories. Mm -hmm. It's about feeding your body nutritious foods that make it function optimally and preserve your health for the long term. Absolutely. 100%. Well, that is an amazing way for us to wrap. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that pearl oh of wisdom. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. Thank you. I love this. Yeah. This was so great. Thanks I for having do, me. I, I want to do your I could listen to great. it all yeah. day. I know. Never eat sugar again. <laughs> so, all right. So, we wrap up every podcast episode with a quick lightning round, and then we have one more thing coming at you. So, really quick. Okay. Are you ready for yeah, this? Yeah, I'm ready. Very, very difficult questions. Question number one. What is your favorite workout? Strength training. I'm a I'm a weightlifting kind of girl. I really despise cardio. When I say cardio, I mean steady state cardio, mm-hmm. like running. So I always prefer to do strength training, and I also love rebounding, which Ooh, is jumping on the mini trampoline. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that's, that's a hard workout. It is that such is a hard cardiovascular. Yes. 
and it's low impact, so it's it's actually a great workout if you can find it. I have not a trampoline in my backyard. I have, <laughs> I have one, but it's it yeah, it's not the easiest workout to find. Yeah, one of yeah. my friends opened a rebounding studio here in New York called the Ness. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I like Bari. I Bari, yeah, and, I say Bari. Yeah, yeah Bari sold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sold. Yeah. I used to do it at Crunch back in the day before it was like cool and like boutique, mm. boutiquey. But uh, okay, so number two, morning or evening workout. Morning always. Me Almost too. never do I work out in the okay. evening. I'm the only person on the planet. Christine week I'm doing Marnie Alton, who um, is this, you know, has a great workout brand in LA, is coming doing like a pop up here in New York. And I'm doing her class at well, I plan to do her class at seven thirty next week and I'm oh. like already scared about my energy level at that hour. PM. That's so late. PM. That's PM. So late. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's well late. that's kind of late. I like a I like a sunset run. Like that's my favorite. So in the summer it's well, later if you're a than winter. runner, that makes sense. Yeah. I'll go stand up paddle at oh, sunset. Yes. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, coffee, tea or matcha. Oh coffee. Uh, <laughs> all right. I mean not even close. I do drink herbal tea almost every night, but coffee. Traditionalist. All right. Amazing. Well, the last. And my boyfriend's a barista, so, you oh. know. Oh. Fancy. And he's 26. Nice. 29. 29. I love that. I love it. Oh, look what the sugar-free lifestyle yes. gets you. This yeah. is what happens when you quit yeah. sugar. I love it. Okay. Our very, very, very last thing is called. Karma call. <laughs> okay. So karma is the Sanskrit word for action. Megan just says it better than I do. So, you know. Um, so we ask all of our incredible guests what is one small actionable item or change that people can do for like a week that's going to make a giant impact on their life that they may continue forever but you know it could be anything that's going to affect their karma (laughs) yeah anything so putting good into the world no karma just means action oh yeah so So it's an actionable action they could take Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, there's like a million different things you can do, but I think you're hitting on – I'm just going to take it in a different direction, which is to say when you say one small thing, that's actually the advice I give anybody who's trying to make change is not biting off more than they can chew, mm-hmm. right? So whether it's – that was my point earlier about like upgrading the dessert or, you know, if you're going to have dessert, have, you know, one of the sugar-free three desserts, which is like – whip ricotta with roasted cherries mm. one small thing oh, just gets yeah. you on the path because the worst thing you can do whether it's starting any kind of healthy program or lifestyle change is just try to tackle the whole thing mm. at once that's really tough um you know it's much easier if you can just do one small thing mm. so i always say that to me the one small thing could just be taking a breath Taking a breath before yesterday, you needed that, Jamie. (laughs) Taking a breath before. I mean, if I have to choose a thing, I'll choose that. Taking a breath before anything, before reacting to a situation, before reaching, before reaching for you know something that you think might not make you feel good if you ate it. Just take a breath. Thank you. Thank you. You have us all breathing. (laughs) I love it. It's amazing. What I mean, it's. You know, you change your whole supposed yeah. to come naturally, change, right? but we end up like holding our breath or I'm breathing so really shallowly. Yeah. I find myself doing that a lot. I'll, I'll take like a, a deep breath because, because I, you I, need did, it. I missed like two other breaths before yeah. that. Yeah, you need <laughs> to like actually oxygenate your, yeah. your brain and your body. Yeah. All right, everyone at home, get your oxygen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks today, for having that me. Thank you. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Give us a rating. Make it a five. <laughs> and uh, 
also follow us on the gram at Off the Gram Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Yay! <laughs> Bye.